Well, I'm not sure if the uh, the fans or the pickle sphere is aware of, but uh, you know, MLP and PPA, they've uh, you know they've definitely had their um, I'm going to say minor issues. Oh, is so, that what you call it? Uh, I think there's a lot of talk of kind of maybe who's going MLP, who's going to be with PPA. So I think a lot of players are just not totally focused on the court. They're worried about stuff the off fans. the court, and it's tough. I mean, when you're getting pulled in different directions, you got to really stay locked in. And I think so. What exactly is Riley talking about? If you haven't heard yet. It's kind of the biggest thing going on right now in the pickleball world. I can't focus on anything, especially pickleball matches right now. I can't even focus on my life right now. Somebody help me, please. Dear Lord, I can't keep refreshing my Instagram feed. <laughs> Welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Pickleball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Callie. This week, we're at the Vulcan Kansas City Open for the PPA Tour. We also had the Superstore.com APP Philadelphia Open. And on top of that, we had the MLP and the PPA announcing that they split up. They got divorced. Mom and dad are splitting up and leaving us forever. And we're stuck refreshing Instagram and Twitter to find out who the hell is going where. It's been a wild weekend. Oh yeah, betting went live this weekend too. We're going to get all into it. But before we do, if you guys wouldn't mind hitting that like button, sharing this show with your friends, go ahead and subscribe to the channel in case you aren't already. And with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. This is the new and improved forgiveness. start off by talking about the PPA and I don't mean the actual pickleball that got played this weekend I'm talking about who it is that they signed to play for the next few years exclusively to PPA and the re-emergence of vibe pickleball vibe pickleball but louder exactly what people want really really loud pickleball do we really want people to hate pickleball even more so let's rewind to Thursday, Singles Day. All was good in the pickleball world. It was on Amazon Prime, which I gotta be honest, I actually don't really mind too much when it's on Amazon Prime. You can go back and rewatch it whenever you want. Most people already have it because they got Amazon Prime to get shipping. I guess I get a little bit frustrated if I didn't already have Amazon Prime, but I don't know, I guess out of all the streaming places, not too bad. Even if it was a problem on Thursday, that was your biggest issue, your biggest gripe with pickleball. But looking back after a wild weekend, man, it just really puts your problems in perspective. We did get some interesting news on Thursday. Turns out gambling went live for the PPA. You could now bet on games. You could bet the overall winner. You could bet the point spread. You could bet the over-under on total points. I'm not much of a gambler, but I guess it is probably good for the sport, the idea of it. Now, as it turns out, the maximum bet that you could make made it seem like it was probably gonna be an issue if some of the players wanted to maybe tank a game. You could make a few thousand bucks off of just tanking a match and it'd be kind of hard to tell that you did it. It's not like these players are getting paid a ton of money to show up or to win medals, you know, and as rare as that is in the PPA, it seems like the better move is to tank a match and take some money. But that all changed this weekend. So a little bit late in the day on Thursday, so people start to hear rumors 
about the PPA and the MLP deciding to split and part ways. Now, this came out of left field for a lot of us. Nobody was expecting this, especially in the middle of a tournament. The first thing we found out was that if you're a PPA player, you're not gonna be allowed to play an MLP. So everybody was kind of panicking. Like, what the hell are we gonna do for the MLP event that's gonna take place in like less than 30 days? Some more details started to come out. If you wanna get into the real hard details, definitely go check out some of the streams that they did on the Dink. King of the Court also had a lot of great details into their video that they did on this. Basically what ended up happening was a bunch of players found out in the middle of this tournament that they had to decide in 24 hours whether they wanna be a part of MLP or they wanna be a part of PPA. This kinda of reminds me of those situations where people get divorced and they have like a dog and they just put the dog in the middle and they're like, who are you gonna follow? We're gonna split up and you just decide, go ahead, figure it out. MLP is offering multi-year contracts that are guaranteed. I don't know what that actually means guaranteed. I'm pretty sure MLP is not making a profit. So like in three years, if they don't have the money, they don't have the money. I think what it means is that it's guaranteed not based off your performance or if you have an injury or something like that. So a really good deal, especially when you start hearing some of the numbers that are getting tossed out. I mean, we're talking million dollar contract, not million actually, multi-million dollar contracts for some of the bigger names in pickleball. I mean, I don't know exactly what Ben Johns got paid, but it's gotta be a lot. Tyson McGuffin ended up getting a few million. Jack Sock is back. He signed with the PPA for, I think it was 2 million. We don't really know exactly what these contract numbers are. It's just a lot of rumors right now. Nothing set in stone. If you wanna see who signed who, go ahead and check out the Instagram pages of the MLP and the PPA. All weekend long, you just kept seeing these new posts pop up. Signed Federico, signed Anna Bright, signed Zane Navratil, and so on. And then the PPA would clap back. Signed Callie Smith, signed Catherine Parento, signed Ben Johns. It was impossible to focus on watching pickleball. Everybody was just scrolling on their phones, just refresh, refresh, refresh trying to see who goes where. As it turns out, PPA ended up getting a lot of the top players, which is really no surprise. They've been hooking up the top players since the beginning. But MLP did a really good job of getting a lot of players who I wouldn't say are at the top top, but are kind of like right below the top. I would say like the B tier players. One of the biggest names they got was Tyson McGuffin. They're saying he's going to be the face of pickleball for MLP now. So while this isn't quite accurate how I'm about to describe it, it seems like the PPA got the A-tier players, MLP got the B-tier players, and C-tier players, and then PPA went for some reaches in the D-tier. I mean, who is this? Caitlin Christian? I mean, she played pro tennis. Okay. They got Tammy and Martin Emmerich, husband and wife, pickleball squad. I know I've seen Martin play a little bit in the APP, but not really too excited about that. They even signed Donald Young. I think played like one tournament. So it seems like the PPA really just went for the old tennis stars. All in all, the MLP definitely signed a lot more players, but they couldn't quite get that real top tier player like Anna Lee Waters, Ben Johns, Catherine Parento. Now here's the caveat to this. The PPA players didn't actually sign a deal. All the MLP players, they did sign a deal. Either it's three, four, or five years. So they're pretty much locked in. But for the PPA, apparently they just signed a term of agreement sheet, whatever that means. Basically, they said, we're not going to sign, but we intend on signing. And for 10 days, they're not allowed to sign anywhere else. So after 10 days, which at this point, by the time you guys see this episode, it'll probably be like eight, seven days away. 
So in about a week from this, we might have some people switching over to the MLP. I got to tell you, I'm rooting for the MLP. I think this is just a superior format. I get it. You know, PPA, you get to see who's the best. We already know who the best is. It's Ben Johns and it's Anna Lee Waters. They are the best. We figured it out. There's no other way around it, okay? Yeah, it's kind of cool when somebody could, like, be an underdog and come up and win that one in a hundred chance. But is there really anything left to prove? I mean, some of the best tournaments we've had this year are the ones where Ben Johns and Annalie Waters are not there. The winners in this whole thing are definitely the players because there are some players getting, like, $300,000 contracts who probably otherwise would never have gotten paid that much in their lifetime for playing pickleball. So good for them. Who knows, maybe that'll allow them to play full-time and get really good if they could do some training. The losers in all this could potentially be us, the fans, because now we're getting kind of this split and everything's diluted. We're going to watch MLP without the best players. We're going to watch PPA with only the best players. If you thought PPA was boring now... Oh my gosh, just wait until anybody else is gone. The one thing we haven't seen yet is where the f*** is J.W. Johnson and Dylan Frazier going? We've been waiting on them all weekend. It's now Monday afternoon, and they still have not decided. It seems like it's going to be J.W., Dylan, Georgia Johnson, uh, Gabe Tardio, and Milan Rain all going to the same place. They're all seemingly friends and kind of stick together. Right now... It seems like both tours fairly equal out when you consider everything. PPA got the best ones. MLP got the most pretty good ones. So now, if one of those sides can land J-Dub, Dylan, Georgia, Gabe, and Milan, I mean, I think that's going to determine who the quote-unquote winner is here. There's not really too much else you could say about this that hasn't already been said. Like I said, go check out some of those other podcasts for a little bit more detail on this stuff. I will just say that I have a feeling that this is all going to end up in a merger. I'm not the only one saying that, but I tend to agree with that thought. Like now the MLP just has a little bit more leverage in the deal they make. It also cracks me up that the deal they originally made earlier in the year was just like a verbal agreement, like just a just a handshake. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that. All right. And that's how this whole thing came together. It was just a verbal agreement. They didn't write down anything. Some people are speculating this is going to all go to litigation. There's going to be lawsuits. I think that's kind of the worst thing that could happen in all this is a bunch of court cases and distractions. And oh, man, it's just so disappointing. We did also have some pickleball that was played this weekend, in case you care about that at all. A little bit hard to after all that happened. But anyways, we'll talk about it. So for the gold medal match, we had Ben Johns and Annalie Waters taking on Riley Newman and Jesse Irvin. This match was pretty fun to watch, I guess. But you kind of had an idea who was going to take this one. Awesome point right here. Ben just slamming it home. Ben and Annalie were on fire. I guess they felt good after getting paid a little bit more than they thought they would. And they ended this game 11-1. to So game two, looking real familiar. I got deja vu. Look at that score. 10-1 to for Ben and Anna Lee. Seems like it was an easy game for them. But, I mean, man, never easy when you're playing Riley Newman and whoever he feels like partnering it up with. Check out this point right here. Ben working for it. Anna Lee. Ben puts it away, and they win game two. Same score, 11-1, 11-1. Please nobody say breadsticks. Please nobody say breadsticks. 
So game three we go to, and not looking like they really have a chance, but still, there was some good fun points in this one, like right here. Look at all this chaos going on. Oh my goodness, we got Ernie's. We got backhand shots as they fall off the court. Oh my goodness. Jesse Irvin scrambling. She could run. And then, of course, Riley Newman screws everything up. So it's now 8-1. to one. Are we about to have a triple deja vu here? I can't stand all the ones on the scoreboard. Jesse Irvin and Riley Newman just looking to get two points in a game. Can they do that? Can you just make that your goal? Let's see if they pull it off. And they do. Based off an error from Ben Johns. It literally did not matter one single bit. Ben Johns and Annalie Waters are just too good. Ben puts it away, and they get the gold medal for mixed doubles. Their first of the day. The only entertaining part of this match was after in the post-game interview, and Hannah just really screws up the lady from Vulcan's name. Lucia Giacoma from Vulcan Pickleball on court now to present your try. I mean, she even knows that she fucked that up. Hey, guys. That was so close. <laughs> Lucia Giacomo, but... Lucia Giacomo. Lucia Giacoma from... Lucia Giacoma. What? It's Lucia Giacomo. Okay, wait. After doing a little bit of research, I think I know why Hannah screwed this up. Look what happens when you Google Lucia Vulcan. There's a Lucia Vulcan right here on Instagram and on Twitter. And look at her name. It's Lucia. But this is not the right person. That's just a crazy coincidence. Your name is Lucia Vulcan. My guess is that maybe she like scrambled last minute. She Googled Lucia. What's her last name? Uh, Lucia from Vulcan. And then pulled that name and was like, oh, that's how you pronounce it? Lucia? Oh, okay. Lucia Giacoma from Vulcan. Giacoma? Giacoma? How do you get that from this? Like, even if you wanted to try and mispronounce that, Giacomo? I, like, I just don't, I don't get where Hannah's head was at. This is the only thing I could think of. On top of all that, it's even more hilarious that she walks out with this trophy. What is this thing? How corny. You have a paddle and a ball on it i thought the mlp little dishes that they gave away were real bad but this takes the cake this is the worst trophy i've ever seen they put flowers on it is that like something with kansas do they have sunflowers there ppa spent all its money on signing everybody to their league and they forgot to buy a legitimate trophy while we're on the subject of the mixed doubles let's rewind to friday the semi-final match riley newman and Jesse Irvin taking on Gabe Tardio in Milan Rain. Very interesting that they were able to work their way up to the semifinals. Everybody was pretty shocked to see this two make it. But nonetheless, check this point out. This is one of the reasons why Riley Newman is so easy to just laugh at. He's like, oh, scored a bucket through my arms. And everybody's like, oh, haha. Very funny, Riley Newman. You're so silly for the crowd. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, hold up. Is he allowed to do that? <laughs> He's like, come on, you got to be kidding me. You know what I'm doing. The refs start talking about it. They're like, I, I, that's the rule. That, the rule is you can't cross the plane. He crossed the plane and he didn't touch the ball. So check it out. Slams it. And then he's like, oh, watch this. I'm going to hug the ball and then come onto your side. And they call it instantly. They're like, yep, got him. Oh, that must feel so good as a ref. That is like the moment you live for. 
It's like, it's a car. It's fine. I'm not going to explode. I'll be cool. Just won't have to f***ing deal with this in MLP. Probably will still. Gabe and Milan are like, look, we'll take all we can get. This is a close match. So Gabe and Rain, they end up crawling their way back. They get it to 10-10 here. We got a ball game. Nobody was seeing this one coming at the start of Friday. It ends up being 11-11. Gabe Tardio and Milan Rain are looking good against a real good team in Newman and Irvin. I mean, they are the 30 seed. And they're playing like the three seed. Check out that, Bert. Milan covering the court. They're staying alive. Can they pull this off? Gabe Tardio gets in there and hits Riley Newman. So it's now 12-11. Rain and Tardio, they got game point on their paddle. And Gabe can't hit it. He had it wide open. He's like, how? 4K! And after all that, as I'm sure you guessed, based off showing you the gold medal match first, Riley Newman and Jesse Irvin are able to put this one away, and they're going to win it 15-13. to But, man, what a match from Gabe and Milan. That's exciting to see them play so well in a semifinal match. All right, next up, let's talk men's doubles. This was probably the most compelling match from Sunday. You had Ben Johns and his new partner, Matt Wright, taking on J.W. Johnson and Dylan Frazier. And man, it is actually really fun to watch Matt Wright play with Ben Johns. You basically get the high-level pickleball from Ben Johns and the high-level chirping from Matt Wright. So it is really a blast to watch them play together. Matt Wright clearly very excited for the opportunity. They get to a strong lead in game one, seven nothing here. And you could just tell that Dylan must be getting frustrated because watch what he does. He says, you know what, Ben? I'm sick and tired of you, dude. Take that. Oh, he pulled a Jesse Irvin right in the chin. Let's check that out one more time. Ben has no idea what's coming for him. Ready? Pow. Oh, right in the side of the head, actually. Why is Dylan Frazier always going for the head? Is something up? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Oh, that has to hurt. Is he concussed? Do we need to stop the game and forfeit? Now, that would have been the best way to win a gold medal. Dylan working his way up. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you see things, Ben Johns was perfectly fine after that. They continued the match. It's 8 nothing now. Dylan... And J-Dub really struggling to get a single point. And they get one. Finally, it's 8-1. Yay. At first, it seemed like this was going to be the Riley Newman situation with Jesse where they just score one point in each game. But they end up putting a few together and check it out. It's now 9-5. Serve for Dylan and J-Dub. A lot of patient points. A lot of dinking as expected. But then just wait for it and pounce. And they get it. It's now 9-6. It's turning into a ball game here. Very next point, 9-6. Looking to get a seventh point here. J-Dub with a Burt. What a play. Check out this nut shot from J-Dub right here at a clutch moment. It's like, take that body bag in your nut bag. So they get it to 10-8 now, but Ben and Matt have game point on their paddle. And this is just such a crazy point. I mean, Matt and Ben playing great defense here. Look at this. J-Dub and Dylan just really putting on the pressure, but 
Ben is just so damn good and athletic. I mean, I don't get how you don't just automatically just start speeding up everything after this. I'd be so anxious. I'd just be like, forget Dinkin. I'm just going to fire it. And I don't even care if I hit it out of bounds. Great resets from Ben. And this just turns into a little dink fest real quick. I'm going to fast forward through it. And an attack from Ben. Look at that. Screaming in Dylan Frazier's face. Like, yeah, hit me in the face again, dude. Would Ben ever scream like this with Colin on his side? I don't know about that. I think he's just way more hype with Matt. So game two, it's deja vu all over again. Ben and Matt just dominating. It's 8 nothing against Dylan Frazier and J.W. Johnson. This one seems out of reach already. Okay, it really is deja vu. They come back. It's 8-7 now. And they got a chance to tie it up at 8. J-Dub just looking smooth as ever. It's now 9-9. Tied up. J-Dub and Dylan making Matt and Ben play some defense. These great overheads. Look at J-Dub adjust his hat to get the overhead in there. A midpoint adjustment. Watch him. He's like, oh, my hat's not on right. And pow! It worked. They got the point. So it's now 10-9. They got game point on their paddle. Can they take one away from Ben and Matt? They do. They won it. It's tied up. One game apiece. Let's go to a third game. So third game, we got another close one. It's 8-7. Ben and Matt, it's their serve. Looking to get a two-point lead here to try to get some space. And check out this sick Ernie from Ben Johns. Ready? Pow! Oh, only thing better is if he hit Dylan in the face to get some payback. I love Dylan. But it would have been really, really entertaining to see some back-and-forth headshots. So Matt and Ben, they end up pulling away. They're going to take this third game 11-7. to And we're going into game four. Let's see if J-Dub and Dylan Frazier can get another one and force a game five. Game four, not even close. We're at 10-3 here. And Ben and Matt are going to put this one away. So Ben and Matt, they take it. They get a gold medal for Matt. And that means that Matt Wright got a gold medal before Riley. Riley said, peace, dude. I'm going to go win. And Matt said, hold on one second. How pumped do you got to be to be Matt Wright after this? Your hometown, you're playing with Ben, you won a gold. Riley Newman gets shipped off to the MLP, never won a gold without Matt, and Matt did win one without him. So funny that all of Riley Newman's partners went PPA. They're like, oh, he's going MLP? AJ Kohler, Julian Arnold, Matt Wright, all PPA now. All right, next up, let's talk women's doubles. We got on Annalie Waters and Catherine Parento taking on Anna Bright and Megan Sheehan Dizon. Interesting to see Anna Bright play with Megan Dizon. She's definitely a pretty good player, but I don't know. I guess I just never really expected Anna Bright to play with her. Definitely a big step away from Annalie Waters, that's for sure. But still, as much as Anna Bright didn't play so well in the last event that we saw her at, Pretty telling that she could take Megan Dazon to a championship game. It's 10-6 now. Megan and Anna Bright are fighting to stay alive in this game. And I have a nice little firefight here. Fun little battle back and forth. And Anna Lee Waters puts it in the net. 
It's 10-7 now. Annalise starting to get fired up. She's like, I ain't really about to lose to Anna Bright. Everybody starts saying that she's the better player. This is a crazy good point right here. Off the net. Little bit of chaos. Women's doubles. Always about the chaos. Some good firefighting. Some good resetting. Oh, the reaches. I would never be able to do that. And then Anna Lee puts it away. It screams. She's pumped. She's like, let's get it right now. So Anna Lee and Catherine Parento, after this awesome little battle right here, they're able to take game one, 11-7. So we got 5-4. Anna Bright and Megan Dazan up a point. And they get a two-point lead now. It's 6-4. They're looking good. So 6-5 for Megan and Anna. And they're not ready to just give up. I mean, my, oh my goodness. Look at these resets. So good. Watch this. Firefight back and forth. Oh my goodness. And it ends with Anna Lee dumping one in the net. Gosh, it's so exciting every time. So they got a two-point lead here. You got to get it while you can. Looking to get a three-point lead. Megan Dazan playing probably the best pickleball of her life right now. Annalie and Catherine Parento trying to hold it together. Good resets from Catherine. And then we'll get into a little firefight soon. A little lob action. Good defense. Just good resets. Some good dinking. Here we go. Slow it back down. Oh, and then what a shot from Anna Bright, but it's defended by Catherine Parento. A lot of dinking here. Oh, and the firefight ends once again with Annalie hitting in the net. Gosh, it's so satisfying every time. So fast forward, it's 10-7 for Anna Bright and Megan Dazan. Are they able to take a game away from Catherine Parento and Annalie Waters? They certainly do. We're going to go into game three tied one game apiece. Notable body language here, though. Look at Anna Bright. She is pumped. She's like, let's freaking go. She's almost pissed. And then look at Megan Dazan. She's like, hide me. Uh, she just doesn't really seem up for the moment sometimes. Anna Bright is so intense. And, well, Megan Dazan isn't exactly intense. So game three, not very close at all. Anna Lee and Catherine Parento end up steamrolling them. Some good resets here by Catherine Parento. They're going to take this game and bring it to 2-1. to one. We're headed to game four. Here we go, game four. Looking like a blowout starting off quick. I mean, right here. Woo, what a shot from Anna Lee. It's now 8-1. They are dominating. So Megan Dazan and Anna Bright, they end up getting four points in this one, but it wasn't enough. It was never, ever really that close. Anna Lee and Catherine Parento, just so good as always. They win the gold medal for women's doubles. So that means that Anna Lee Waters and Ben Johns going for the triple crown. The double triple. All right, next up, we got men's singles. Tyson McGuffin, the triple crown winner, taking on Ben Johns, who's looking for a triple crown of his own. You know, and as I was watching this match, I got to say the one thing I couldn't stop thinking about with men is this going to be the last time we see this matchup? You know, not that Tyson ever really 
puts up too much of a fight against Ben Johns. But still, there's something really fun about watching these two battle back and forth. These two are definitely like the biggest faces, the biggest names in pickleball. Like they have the most fans for sure. So watching this match almost kind of felt like it was high school or college and you're watching like seniors play their last game before they like go off and stop playing school sports. So no matter the outcome, no matter the game, you kind of just wanted to soak it all in and enjoy it for what it's worth. And I got to be honest, it wasn't too bad of a match. So 5-2 here. Check out this nasty shot from Ben. He just has that backhand angle like nobody else does. I swear this isn't a replay. This is on 7-2. Watch this point. Backhand angle. Whoop. Just so smooth. So Ben Johns 10-2 here. He's going to take this first game 11-2. And we'll see. Is Tyson going to be able to do anything noteworthy? Cool point here, 1-0 Johns, but watch this play from Tyson McGuffin. He's going to go have to chase one real quick. Off the net and tweener! Oh, but Ben Johns defends it. Man, that would have been so cool. So the thing about that play was Ben hit a weird part of the net. It's like, wait, does that count? Is he allowed to do that, that little string piece? Because if not, he's going to lose that point, but if he is allowed, he'll win it, obviously. But yeah, it looks like it hits that little tiny string piece. Upon review, the call in the court stands. The ball did not hit the net. The challenge was What? The ball didn't hit the net? Wait, doesn't that mean that it doesn't count? I'm so confused. We clearly saw it hit the net. It's about did it hit that string part? Is that what you meant to say? Like it didn't hit the string? You just said it didn't hit the net. Like are we all just going to pretend like she didn't just completely lie to us? Watch what Tyson does right here. Says, come on. Gets the crowd involved. They're like, okay, yeah, let's like cheer. Okay, yeah, go ahead, go Tyson. He gets a little pumped up. Look how effective it is. Look at him on this point. Just gets fired up. Chest pump, barking. This is why he's going to succeed in Major League Pickleball. It's because he's a hype dude and he succeeds when he gets hype. So he gets it back. It's 5 4. One point game here. And Tyson just starts balling out. It's a tie game, 5-5. Five, five. So we got a 10-8 game now. Tyson down by two, battling for his life. Back and forth on the court. Check out this shot from Tyson McGuffin. He's going to come up a little bit right here. Oh, my goodness. Back and forth. Look at that shot. Tyson McGuffin laid it all on the line. Oh, he's so pumped. It's 10-9 now. Right there because Ben Johns is like, you're gonna have to beat me with a backhand. And then... that is a beautiful play. So the most electrifying man in pickleball. I'm sorry, the most electrifying man in sports. Oh, he's an inch away from tying it up at 10. And the crowd goes quiet. And so does Tyson McGuffin. And so Ben Johns, he's gonna put this one away on a crazy good shot. And Ben Johns wins the triple crown in Kansas City Open. Also, while we're on the subject of men's singles, check out this hilarious gif. They took down the stream from Grandstand, but I made sure that we still have this forever in the history books. Nothing like watching Christian Alshon get pissed after losing to Juame Martinez Vic. Look at his reaction here. Just punch that stupid paddle. Gosh, this guy is on a punch paddle streak. He definitely seems like the type of dude that would like punch himself in the face when he gets too angry. 
All right, next up, let's talk women's singles. We had Catherine Parento taking on Annalie Waters. So Catherine Parento came out first game, got beat by Annalie 11 to 6, but she did play real well in this second game. Let's check this out. She ties it here 2 2. So here we go. We got a tie ball game 5 5. Catherine Parento serving. And she's going to be able to take the lead here. What a shot. So it's now 9 6. Catherine Parento up by 3. And look at this. That ball was called out by Anna Lee, but the ref goes, no, 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 no. That was in. We, that looked in to me. We have an overturn no. No, on, no, by the referee. Anna Lee's like, wait, what? Anna Lee is so pissed. She's like, come on. Are you serious? Let's see. That looks in to me. I mean, it's definitely close. So Anna Lee decides, you know what? I'm just going to turn this up. Let's go. She gets the ball back. Very next point. Anna Lee. Gets Catherine Parento to hit one out wide. And then watch what Annalie does. She screams. She's like, yeah. It's like, oh, really? You're going to scream at me hitting it out of bounds? Looks like that fires Catherine Parento up. Because look what happens here on this play. All the way back. Side up. She gives a little, come on. So everybody's energized for this one now. It's 9-7. And Catherine Parento is going to end up getting beat. And Annalie is so pumped. She's into it now. She's like, you used to be my friend just a few matches ago, but that ends here. So Annalie's got the ball at 9-8. Catherine Parento really trying to drive one in there on that left side. Can't get it to go, though, and Annalie ties it up, 9-9. So Annalie gets it to 10-9 now, and she's going to put this one away, and she wins the triple crown. She had to come back a little bit to do it. She doesn't even look too happy. She's like, I'm just glad that is over. You were pissing me off, Catherine. 17 triple crowns. So we do the double triple. Ben and Annalie, they get their triple crowns. Another boring Sunday for all us pickleball fans. This is why I'm so excited for the MLP. Good. Get them out of here. I'm glad that they're the best. Let them go be the best in the PPA. Let's have some fun in the MLP. Let's actually not know who's going to win a match. All right, real quick, we're going to fly through some APP results. Salome Davidze, she's going to take singles for women. Men's singles, we got Jack Foster taking on Yates Johnson. Where the heck is Hunter? Who knows? Who cares? Yates has been stepping up. Foster's up by three, but Yates, he's going to start to come back. So Yates, on game point, ends up putting it away. He takes game one. Jack Foster, look at this, game two. He's going to get it to 7-1. And then look at all the leagues on the court. What the hell is that? I guess it's almost fall. Look at all the leaves pouring on the field. They got to call a timeout to get that cleared up. <laughs> Look at the ref. <laughs> Look at the ref have to pick them all up one by one. They don't have a broom or anything? A leaf blower? Can anybody help him out? So Jack Foster gets it to 10-2 here. He's on game point. And look at that one sail long. Yates doesn't even want a paddle tap. Jack Foster's pumped. He's like, let's go. Game three. This is mine. So game three, Jack Foster runs away with it. He's going to end up winning this one 11-4. And that means we're going to a tiebreaker match. So close game. It was tied, but Yates pulled away. Got a one-point lead here. Check this point out. Jack Foster just at the kitchen line, not letting anything by him until Yates gets one in there. He's pumped now. It's 8-6. So check out what happens. Jack Foster needs a little bit of a break. So check this out. Jack Foster says, bye-bye, shoes. 
You're going in the garbage. Stupid shoes. You guys suck. And he walks out with a brand new pair. Where did he get them from? Did he go to one of the vendors? Oh, and then look at his foot there. Oh, it's bleeding. It's got literally a hole in it. Ugh, how gross. You have an open wound on your foot. You should have got new socks while you were at it. So will his shoes do anything? Nope, they will not. Yates is going to win this one 15 to 7. Yates Johnson gets the gold for men's single. All right, next up, we got mixed doubles. Andre Diescu and Susanna Barr taking on Vivian Glosman and Rob Nunnery. So Vivian Glosman, a little bit newer on the scene. She's known for playing with Anna Bright. And pardon me for all the freezes. This is ESPN's fault. Not mine, I swear. APP was streaming on ESPN Plus, and while it's cool that it's on ESPN, not exactly the best quality at times. Anyways, check out this quality point, though, from what you could see from it. Vivian Glosman tries to get the ATP defended beautifully. Rob Nunnery coming in, and it slammed past him. What a point for the little bit that we could catch. Watch this right here. Oh, tries to get it, but... Vivian Glosman overcommits. So game one is going to go to Barr and Diescu. They take this one 11-7. Second game, Diescu and Barr looking real good. They're already up 5-0. Oh, missed it, but did it bounce before it hit her in the ankle? Check out this point. Diescu, slap. Did it hit Vivian Glosman in the ankle there? I don't know. So they were able to tie it up 5-5, but then Diescu and Barr pull away. And they win. Gold for the mixed doubles for the APP. All right, next up, let's talk women's doubles. We had Paris Todd and Simone Jardim, obviously. And they're taking on Allison Harris and Humberg. So Mari Humberg, she's kind of new, but we've seen Allison Harris play in a finals match before in Newport. Obviously, Simone and Paris we see all the time here. Check this point out. Little bit of a controversial call. Let's see the replay for a little bit more clarity. Oof, was that in or out? And after that, Paris and Simone just pretty much ran away with this thing. They're going to win this second game 11-6 to after a few interesting little back and forth here. Here we go. Oh, can't get the ATP, and that's what gets them the gold medal for women's doubles on the APP. Next up, let's talk men's doubles. We had Rob Nunnery and Diescu taking on Klinga and Andre Mick. And they're going to lose this first game to Rob and Andre, 11-5. So it's 3-2 here in the second game. Nunnery and Diescu up by one point. And if you could get past the freezing, Mick throws his paddle here. Let's see a replay of what happened here. Mick gets frustrated. Hate this thing. I guess he's known for throwing his paddles because at one point, CJ Klinger got him a little gift. Check this out. He got him this boomerang with a grip on it, like a pickleball grip. So he could just toss that instead. I love that idea. So Australian. So Klinger and Mick, they did get a gold last time against these guys, but not this time. Diescu and Rob Nunnery, they're going to get it. The gold medal for men's doubles at the APP this weekend. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode covering the PPA and the APP and I guess the MLP too. Trifecta episode. 
Before we head out of here, we're going to play another round of everybody's favorite game, Partner Body Bag, Winner Off the Net. Partner Body Bag, Winner Off the Net. Partner Body Bag, Winner Off the Net. Play a dancing, Winner Off the Net. Dice and McGuffin, Winner Off the Net. Hey, Waters, Body Bag, Body Bag. James Lee, Donna Wish, Body Bag, Body Bag. Sorry, not sorry. Winner Off the Net. Sorry, not sorry. Partner, body bag, winner off the net. The game where I'm given three different people in the pickleball world, and I'm going to decide who I would prefer to partner with, who I'd want to body bag, and who I'd want to hit a winner off the net. Sorry, not sorry style. Okay, so the three names that I'm going to go for this week, let's just do the commissioner of each league. We got number one from the PPA, Connor Pardo. Number two from the MLP, Steve Kuhn. And number three from the APP, Ken Herman. All right. Who do I want to partner with? Who do I want to body bag? And who do I want to hit a winner off the net with? Easy. I'm body bagging Connor Pardo. I've heard some crazy stories about him. I don't know exactly what's true and what's not true. There's a lot of people saying that PPA hasn't exactly paid them on time. Check out this tweet from Zay Navratil. I mean, I don't think he'd lie about that. Also, I'm pretty sure that there's some weird situation going on where Connor Pardo was involved with like a retirement home facility and kind of mistreating the senior citizens there. I don't know all that's involved with it or any of the details. He just seems like he's not the best person in the world. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Maybe he's a great guy, but from the stories I hear, I think it justifies a body bag. So now, who do I want to partner with and who do I want to hit a winner off the net? Well, I don't know. Steve Kuhn is a little bit like older of a guy. You know, so I'd hate to hit a winner off the net and make him like run for it and trip and fall. Is he a good pickleball player? I don't know. Is Ken Herman a good pickleball player? I don't know. They both seem very friendly. I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, like Steve Kuhn, he might not be the best partner, but he'd be fun to like just hang out with after. He seems like a really rich dude. I don't know. Maybe he's got like an awesome mansion that we could go hang out in. So yeah, I'll just partner with Steve Kuhn. And then, sorry, Ken, I'm going to hit a winner off the net with you. So there you go. There you have it. I'm going to partner with Steve Kuhn. I am going to body bag Connor Pardo. And I'm going to hit a winner off the net on Ken Herman. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that like button. That'll really help us out. If you're not subscribed, make sure you are. So that way you can always get updated whenever the latest episode drops. Share this with your friends, whether they're into pickleball or not. Maybe this will be a good way to get them into it. And with that out of the way, thank you guys for watching this week's episode. We'll see you back next week. Take care. Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgiveness.